Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to another episode of Other You. I'm your host, Dee. Today on my guest, I have a recent university graduate who has built himself a business set on helping people build their small businesses through the power of film production. It's called Finley Stanley Media, based out of Cheltenham, UK. Finley Stanley, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Excellent. Um, cool. So uh, tell me, when you, when you built your business, what inspired you to focus on helping small businesses through that um, instead of you know, kind of pursuing... Like, oh, I want to be a famous videographer or, you know, cinematographer it's, it's, or whatever. Well, it's kind of, I started out like, um, as well as like, they're not small businesses, but they kind of come into a similar category, like uh, small musicians. Because mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, I wanted to help sort of like um, people who are doing like small music projects get on the map and attract people. But it kind of, it kind of expanded to, um, to small, excuse me, small businesses when I kind of realized um, that I, I could just like, I was kind of pulling on my eggs in one basket by just doing that. Um, mm. Also, yeah, I, I wanted to like, I, I kind of wanted to like go my own way with like, with what I was like working because, you know, working in, um, you know, grocery stores and places like that, like there's only so, <laughs> so much it can, mm-hmm. so much you can deal with. And yeah. like, I, I just had so many issues with jobs, like interviews who say like, oh, we'll call you back and they never do. Mm. And, yeah. Like I kind of thought, well, this is this is nonsense. I'm just gonna go my own way, mm-hmm. and I kind of felt I wanted to help people live their dreams as well. So if someone had a really good business idea, I could help them like attract customers and live the dreams. Because mm-hmm. I think they're sort of in the current generation, everyone's trying to go off their way to support small businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, not everyone, but it's a kind of it's a popular trend, and I think it's really good. Because like if you if you just buy something off Amazon, like yes, it's going to someone, but if you buy something off, like, if you become the first ever person in the business sells someone to, that makes such a big difference to them, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I, I, I like to help people live their dreams. Right on. And you also um, are essentially are a small business owner, like, in the way that you would produce things. Uh, you have an Etsy shop, right? Where you sell yeah, exactly. Prints? Okay. Right on. So, yeah. it's it's... Uh, your vision also kind of embodies uh, that, like building a small business through that, like outside of your the the thing that you do through film. Yeah, exactly. Well, I you know I think going in line with that, I can sort of say you know I understand it. You know I know you know if if you if you wanted someone to help promote your business, you need someone that understands small businesses. And if I'm doing that myself, it kind of helps a lot. But um, <clears throat> like, because the Etsy thing was kind of set up, like I was going out a lot during like, a lockdown, like walks in like the countryside, taking photos of the landscapes and stuff. And I kind of thought, well, I've got quite a lot of nice stuff here. I, you know, it's it can't just sit in my hard drive. I need to do yeah. things of it. Um, and like, yeah, so I, I I initially set up a stock photo store, but I decided to start selling them as prints as well, hmm. so that the business could also become uh, self-funding. So someone like goes on Etsy, clicks on it, buys it, and then it's done. 
Mm. Um, so yeah, that was the plan. But like, we had recent success with it because I made I made some videos for a small business in Pennsylvania, and she um, she instantly got she got about four sales within the next couple of days. So to thank me, she bought a couple of prints off the Etsy store. Nice. So kind of can it can still go hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. Right on. That's super cool. Now that we know a little bit more about what you do, hit us with your decision. What was that moment in your life where you made a choice or life made a choice for you and you've been able to see the impact ever since? Okay. Um, I think uh, so. The, one of the key ones to think about is like, um, it's kind of to contextualize it for Americans because obviously the system works slightly different. Mm -hmm. It's like basically it was the equivalent of high school. So what, what we have in what I think you would call middle school from when we're 12 to 16 is we just call secondary school. And then you do your exams, which we call GCSEs. Then for two years, you go, you choose somewhere to go to high school, like high school, or there's also, um, what we call college this is where it gets confusing hmm. <laughs> but college is like a sort of another version of high school but we also have sixth form sixth form is like a continuation of secondary school um but a college is a little bit different it's like um is it it's, it's hard to explain why but it's a bit like it's kind of halfway between university and college mm -hmm. and basically my my decision relates to that because okay. kind of um it is one of those things where, like, I don't, I don't think I'd go back and change it because of the, the positive things that did come from it. But you do, I do still wonder what would have happened if it'd been different. But like, okay. like for example, one of my closest friends I met by going to sixth form, and I think there's also a band I really like. I wouldn't have got into if um, I hadn't gone to sixth form for various reasons. Mm -hmm. So for for those reasons, I wouldn't change it. But it's still very interesting to think about what might have been different. Okay. So, yeah, my decision boils down to if I'd gone to college instead of sixth form and as we go into this, you'll discover why I um, came, came to that as the, the big choice. Okay. So going to sixth form instead of college, that's what you did? Yeah. And what did you study in sixth form? Uh, so, so you get to pick four subjects. Mm -hmm. The ones I chose were history, drama, film studies, and English language and literature. You drop you you have to drop one after your first year. I had to I had to drop drama because I got an E. <laughs> and uh, that's um, sixth form is how many years? Is six two form? two? Is 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 that the same for college? College is also two. Yes. Well, you, you can do like maybe three year courses, but it, it depends on the individual thing. But for the most part, they are two years. Yeah. Gotcha. And then would you, uh, to better understand the system, uh, is sixth form and college, is that all done in the same? Are these all like different like buildings? Like you would. Yes. Take, okay. So you would go to like this school, you know, um, uh, for for college, you would go to a different school for sixth form, and and none yes. of these are connected to secondary school. They're not like no, no, most sixth forms are continuations of secondary school. Okay, uh, so you would go but, through secondary, and then you could uh, do sixth form right after that in the same place. Yes, but some places don't have them. Some people decide to do it at a different school. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but college is its own bag of tricks. Completely yes. separate from everything. Okay. 
Okay, and then college is either two or three year. Two. Okay. Okay. And then in sixth form, do you only study those four things for the first year and then three things for the second? That's right, yeah. But oh. there is a lot of like there is a lot of work that goes in. It's okay. very it's very intense. Yeah. I actually found it more difficult than university. So Really? No good. Yeah. Alright. Okay. So let's um what tell tell me about what your what was your experience in, in sixth form? You said you met yeah. like one of your closest friends? Yeah, it's it was kinda of strange because like I didn't um become like that close friends with him until like sort of after. But like um mm. yeah, it's sort of like no on, on the whole it was like it was a lot better than um like the school I'd had before because basically I could get a big bit um sob story, but like through um for a lot of my time at school I was like bullied and ridiculed a lot and um I kind of like it was it was difficult for me to make friends so I kind of um not um not like this doesn't necessarily apply to all the people I went to but I think a lot of them I latched onto when it wasn't necessarily the right thing because I thought oh I might never have another chance to make friends which which isn't a healthy attitude but like you know you're young you don't you don't understand the world yet mm-hmm. and so I think I kind of I basically feared if I didn't go to sixth form I would have um like I would I would have lost them and everything would have just fallen apart. Um mm. like um yeah, like it was better because a lot of the people I didn't like left. Mm. Um but there were still the major issues that like it's kind of the it kind of went from my enemies being my enemies to being my friends. <laughs> oh, wow. Like the a lot of the people that were my friends were my worst enemies, so wow. <laughs> kind of the issue. Okay, what changed? Um, um, so we had a little group, and like I, I had issues with like one or two people in it, but then it kind of spiraled out of control. Like we got all these other people, and I was like, "Well, I don't know these people. I never asked to be friends with them." And it was like, "Well, you're friends with them now," and I was kind of an easy target for them, and <laughs> it, it, it gets to you. <laughs> yeah, how did it? How did it get better from there? If if a lot of them became that were your enemies became your friends, what how, what transition? No, 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 sorry, I, I I might have worded that poorly. No, what I mean is like before then, like enemies were just enemies, but then when it came to sixth form, the people who were my enemies happened. Like oh, they were my worst enemies were group. my friends. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that's what I mean. Sorry, I might have worded that poorly. But... Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I understand. Yeah, probably, okay. t- yeah, turns out the problem's right under your nose. <laughs> yeah, and so, it's like that doesn't that doesn't apply to all of them. There's like, there's, there's like, I'm, I'm still close to like one person that was, I was friends with in that group from day one. There's and there's one or two other people I like I don't speak too much, but like I'm on good terms with to happily you know go for a drink with them. Gotcha. Uh, okay. When it was possible. Okay. There's well, yeah, there's, there's quite a few I'm still alright with, just sort of drifted as it happens. But there's a few that like you know like, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be seen dead with. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and w- was this like an everyday thing that they would pick on you or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it was just a sort of easy target thing, but I kind of. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. In the nutshell. Okay. So all of the the people in that group, 
that like social group that you were in in sixth form um were they all from the same secondary school or did they uh, some of them come in from different secondary schools uh, it, no they will they'd all been at the school since day one okay since okay so ever since you yeah. were like what that'll be Eight? about 12 oh. uh, yeah yeah because um what what we call middle school starts when you're no is it 11 or 12 11 slash 12 I can't oh, okay. exactly. gotcha wow okay and then you didn't see any marked change throughout your years in that it, it did it never get better it, it did i think it did get better from a sort of going from um the the end of middle school to sixth form i think things did start to slowly improve i think like my confidence did get better but there were still those major issues there like it was just different people doing them mm. okay so um tell me about uh what were some of the things that built your confidence as you were getting uh, so i think like i kind of i started to get into um music a lot more around that time like um i started going to a lot more gigs and i i kind of felt a bit more at home there because um basically sort of i'd grown up as a football what what you guys call soccer for some mm. reason <laughs> and like it's all we'd sort of all grown up with that um and also i'm still very connected with it mm. um but like yeah i got more i got a lot more into uh, music and movies and i kind of felt that um because I've never been into much like arty stuff. No, I, I had loved movies as a kid growing up, but it was like there's nothing wrong with it. You just, you know, if you're just watching Star Wars all the time, it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but like kind of didn't necessarily broaden my mind. So like, I started watching all these sort of like Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. films and things like that. Um, and I, yeah, I think it just sort of helped me grow a lot. And like going to all these gigs and stuff, like seeing all these bands, like getting really involved with um their identities and stuff like mm-hmm. really helped me a lot and like sort of discover myself i just i think opening your mind is like really important it is cliche but mm-hmm. yeah okay so the the more you got into music the the broader your horizons became and then like yeah the, and the, the better about yourself you felt that helped you yeah and, and the and the same for movies as well okay what what do you think triggered that it's in getting into them. Yeah. Like deciding, uh, like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to watch the Stanley Kubrick film at like 15 years old. What, what I, were I feel, some of the things that were. I feel like um, The Godfather was one because it was like a film that everyone had spoken about. And like, you know, growing up watching The Simpsons, there's always references to things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, and again, like, I had always been into movies, but like, kind of very laid back. Um, but then I think I watched that and then suddenly sort of got a lot more involved with like the trivia. So like if I watched the movie, I immediately go on IMDb and check the trivia section. Mm. I enjoyed like sort of learning about the whole like stories about the movies and yeah. what, how they were made, what went on behind them. Um, and like, yeah, I'd, I'd start watching more and more. And then I discovered, um, the film Blade Runner, which became my favorite ever film. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I just think films like that like sort of opens your mind and made you fall in love with cinema and it's the escapism, I think, mm. is the key thing. Awesome. Okay. And I think that made me want to get involved with 
making films as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Or, or making videos, editing, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like making like the videos I do technically is a form of filmmaking, but it's not the same as making full metal jacket, but right. right yeah. 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 Uh, so if you, what would you have studied in college if you went to college instead of six form? I think I would have done um, something related to film. Um, I think it it's the same there that you choose four subjects, but I think hmm. based on what I've heard about college, they are a lot more open with like um, hearty things because basically at our school, we had like just a camcorder, a microphone and a tripod. Mm-hmm. But at um, colleges, they have these like, you know, DSLR cameras Ooh. Like they have so much more technology, mm-hmm. um, and that that was the thing with when I went to university because I think I think another issue was our um, like they there, there was a lot of snobbiness at our mm-hmm. school like because they they basically subtly implied oh if you if you don't go to um, six form you won't get into university which is obviously a load of <laughs> rubbish <laughs> yeah. Um, but like at the time, like you know, you sort of bought into it. But then when I went to university, everyone there had been to college, and at college they'd learned all the stuff about the cameras. So I was a bit behind. Gotcha. So you see what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. Because when you're recording on the camera, it's like recording on an iPhone with with a a long eye, like a, a fat yeah. iPhone, basically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's unpack then. So, how old exactly were you when? Uh, how old are you when you start college or second form or uh, six um, six form? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, so you're. Yeah. So let's we'll take this decision happens at sixteen then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was family life like for you then? Um, it was it was all good. I think my elder brother was um, he was was he going off to uni? Yeah, no, he was um. Yeah, he's just finishing off his time at university, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, like it's yeah, your younger brother and sister were like starting secondary school, and but yeah, it was um, but well, like me, me older brother and my dad were starting to go to a lot more of these gigs together because like when you're sixteen, you can you can start going to a lot more of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was, uh, there were four of you then? Younger brother, younger sister, you, and then your big brother? Yes. Okay. Okay. And then uh, were your parents together at the time? Yeah, always have been. Okay. Cool. I'm very so, lucky. Wonderful. Folks. And then um, you said at this time, around this time when you hit 16, uh, your dad and your brother started bringing you along to like shows and things. Do you think that helped with your... Um, the development of your, you know, appreciation for like music and film and things as things opened up because of some of that influence. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, yeah, I started to go to these gigs and like I'd been to like a lot of say like you know a lot of like sporting matches like football and rugby as a kid, but like there's sort of the emotional gambling that comes of them because hmm. like I'm sure um, like. Like in Chicago, you've got like the is it is it the is it the Cubs or the Bears? Like we have both. Which, wait, which one? Which ones are the? So the, oh, there's the Bulls as well. That's how I was. Yeah, yeah, I've got a bull. I've got a Bulls 
jersey in my room. Nice. I don't know. I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but yeah, it's like especially the the Cubs are the baseball ones. Aren't yeah, they? the Cubs are baseball. Yeah, like it, yeah, given their history, I think you can understand a lot oh. about the emotional gambling. Yes. <laughs> but, yes, but I like, can. Yeah, but like yeah. with um, but with um, like going to a gig or a movie, like you you know, some people might like the emotional challenge, but it's like you just you know let's sit down have fun for an hour and a half and it's going to be great there's none of that like tension or like oh god this might all be awful yeah like that that you get um with sporting matches and that's not to say going to sporting matches are a bad thing you just mm-hmm. yeah it was just a different kind of thrill yeah um, for sure yeah but like also sort of becoming so connected with all these bands and musicians there's like yeah i, I never like because when when you just watch a football player, like there, there's a lot about them off the pitch, but mm. you just see them playing football and you don't hear them talk actually that much. Right. Um, but when you you see like music, because you know they're just saying what they need to for the media. Like, right. yeah, we got the three points and it was a good performance. But then when you see musicians talk, there's so much to them, like about their inspirations and yeah. Like you, you get to know so much more about them personally. So yeah, there were just those enormous connections you could build. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned the Cubs and like the emotional gambling. So we have two baseball teams here in Chicago. We have the the Cubs yeah. and the White Sox. And growing okay. up, um, my I went to to games uh, for both teams, and this is like oh, long wow. before they they started playing each other, right? during the regular season where they opened up the, the, the two opposing leagues to play. Um, and I had gone to nine Cubs games and they had won all nine of them. And I had gone to eight White Sox games and they had lost all eight of them. So oh. I just, I figured the universe was telling me like, choose the Cubs, dude, just choose the Cubs. And I was on a 17 game winning streak by the time they finally lost. So, yeah, we 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 live to see them claim the World Series or whatever it was. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 yeah. I'm happy I got to see that for sure. Yeah, because like it's not obviously that like, I don't like follow it like in, in that sense, but I still know like again it's through like things like The Simpsons and stuff. You know, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know all this stuff, um, yeah. and like obviously when they when they did that, it was news across the world. So oh, for sure. yeah. yeah, it was a it was a pretty major event, like a hundred and. Mm-hmm. 108 years it had gone yeah that's so and there were what what was interesting is there's so many people that were like very very old like 80 plus that had lived their whole life hoping to see that had like died that year there were so many that died that year that never got to see i just kept hearing people oh my my grandpa would have loved to see this he was 97 you know and it's like oh he he almost lived he lived his whole life never seeing them win so sorry bud (laughs) so yeah i i can totally connect with that the emotional gambling involved with sports matches were you um did you have like a a summer job or anything like that at the time um i i had um tried to like i'd gone for like one or two interviews but it seems to be a pattern but you just never <laughs> it's never got anywhere with them and like hmm. no i ended up doing a um a paper rounds like just on sundays oh. it was it wasn't much but like it kind of when it's kind of a lot of people did have um 
part-time jobs like stacking shelves and stuff but i just sure. um just with all the work i had to do i just couldn't find the time for it sure okay um yeah did you have to do like was it like a super early morning three three to five a.m on sunday mornings not not quite it was like 8 a.m okay it's oh. like an hour so so it wasn't too bad oh that's not bad at all okay yeah, yeah i knew i knew a bunch of kids that uh, like they did paper routes with their families and it was always like ridiculously early. Like they would come into class just like sleepy and nuts because they had been up for the last six hours working or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you wouldn't get me doing that. <laughs> uh, what were some of your hobbies at the time? Um, did, you, did you play music at all? Did you play sport? Anything like that? Well, I kind of um, had started to phase out from playing sport because like we... You know, we, we, like I played for sort of the football team that would get like whoops every week, and by then I just kind of had just given up on it. Like, yeah. I did for a bit do like what we call, um, like I think it was six aside, but it's not really, yeah, it, it just came and went. It wasn't really hmm. like I, I enjoyed it for a bit, but then just thought, yeah, I don't want to do this. Okay. And because I basically quit football, then kind of accidentally started again, and I was like, yeah, then I enjoyed it, but then I was like, Hang on, wait. I thought I'd stop doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. I, I really enjoyed like playing FIFA and um, yeah. The, well, I guess the two main hobbies were what I mentioned, like going to gigs and then like mm. watching movies, like going to cinema and like yeah. Did you play much uh, much video games at the time? You mentioned FIFA. It, yeah, but it was mostly FIFA. We did we did a lot of um, Call of Duty as mates as well. That was yeah. good fun. Okay. Black Ops 2, mostly. Okay, Black Ops 2, into it. Alright. I'm, like, taking all these notes. Two. Um, so, at the time, at around 16, uh, what was what was your favorite movie that you saw at the cinema? At the time. Hmm. At the cinema? That's a very good question. Uh... Probably it's probably just by that point it would um it probably would be my soul Revenge of the Sith when okay um when that came out because mm -hmm. I yeah because like obviously people can debate the prequels all they want but you know at the time you're seeing a Star Wars movie in the cinema mm -hmm. and I think like so for a long time I didn't really um go to cinema much because I kind of like it, it always just made me anxious I don't know why mm -hmm. um so sort of as I as I got older I was more okay with it. Okay. Alrighty. Um, okay, so you're going to a bunch of music shows. You're uh, checking out bands. Your world is opening up. What mm. music were you into? Uh, so it's like a lot of it is probably ones that um, Americans don't, don't know too well. But there was kind of there was kind of what I called the the main five. So it was. Um, Frank Turner, um, Joy Division, Manic Street Preachers, The Smiths, and The Stone Roses. Um, I don't know if you know any of them, but <laughs> yeah, I've, okay. I've heard of um, The Smiths and Frank Turner. Okay, okay, good. All right, well, that's <laughs> so just a bit of time. But, but yeah, like, um, so I kind of connected with a lot of their music, and obviously, Smiths and Joy Division aren't together weren't together anymore they'd been long gone by mm. the time but there was still like a lot you could connect with and still shows related to them that you could go to um but kind of 
we'd um, as a group kind of been devoted so much to football but then one thing that like i do think positively amongst like all the negativity of the people i was with like the kind of small initial group we all bonded over frank turner so much mm-hmm. and like we went to one of his shows in cardiff it was like the day after i turned 17 i think and we had like the time for lives like even though like some of the people i you know ended on bad terms with i still like remember that fondly hmm. and it kind of it was just such a like positive way for us all to connect like we had so much fun with it um and yeah like so it, it made things so much better living living life like that um and yeah, we all become became obsessed with him, and I'm still listening to him this to this day. There's yeah. oh wait, where is it? There's I don't know if you can see there. There's a Polaroid on the top left of nice. me and Frank. <laughs> that was um, that. a couple great. of years ago. That's that was the fifth time I met him. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Nice. So that, that comes that kind of shows how far it's still gone for me. Yeah, big big fan of the Frank Turner. I'm into it. I'm into it's it. Bad. Okay. Um. What was what was a typical di- typical day like for you? Was it just, uh, you know, wake up, uh, uh, go to school, come home, do your work? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like I think, yeah, I'd sort of like we'd, we'd go in, but because it was more laid back, like you had like free periods and stuff, so it was a bit easier at times. But yeah, it's all like a lot of the day was like devoted to doing work, which was like me hmm. bad in a lot of the time because it's like, you know. I come here to get this work done and then I'm having to do the rest do it for the rest of the day. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um but like, yeah, no, I'd sort of like I enjoy like listening to music, like walking to and back from school. Like a lot of time if I needed to go somewhere I'd deliberately take a longer route so I could spend more time listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um so um, sort of, yeah, sort of like I try and like Screens aren't play video games. A lot of time, watch a film before going to bed. Okay. Um, yeah, like a lot of days were uneventful, but then when there was like something exciting going on, it um, like like a gig or something, it yeah, it did make a big difference. Okay. Right on. Did you have? Uh, was your family really big on having uh, like a family meal every day? Did you guys all have to come together for dinner, or was um, it like, hey, there's food on the stove, get it whenever you're going to get it? It's um it's not really like we we don't necessarily do it like the same way Americans do. We just like we just make dinner, d- teas ready, sit, come sit down and eat. It's not like um yeah, it's it's just it's just straightforward. Like yeah, I I, I get what you mean, and like yeah, we would like eat together, but it's kind of it, yeah, it's not done in the same way Americans do. Like you know, we don't like say grace before eating or anything like that over here. Okay. <laughs> all right but you guys did like tea's ready everybody would come to the table have you know some food yeah. drink some tea and then bugger off okay yeah all righty well, well we don't like amazingly we don't drink tea whilst eating yeah so i keep forgetting we, we call dinner tea as well i don't yeah, know it's why tea time right uh, yeah the, the, um, but, yeah i got you but, yeah we despite how, we do for the record, the stereotype is true. We do drink tea as much as everyone thinks, yeah. but we don't. But we don't drink it whilst eating our dinner. That's that's one line we won't cross. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. Um, there's a 
there's this YouTuber that I follow who his whole shtick is trying to get the Yorkshire Tea Company to be his sponsor. And it, it his name like the name of his his channel is the Spiffing Brit, and he um he does a lot of uh he like he plays games and then figures out exploits and he's like look how perfectly well balanced this is and then just does something absolutely ridiculous but it's hilarious how like much of a shtick he turns his love for Yorkshire tea into <laughs> into a, a thing it's great. It's good. Yeah, that's, that's my family's favorite. That one. Yeah, is it? <laughs> but, we, but we kind of get rarely to kind of treat ourselves. Okay. Because if we had it all the time, we wouldn't be able to appreciate how good it is. Right on, right on. Um, so, at at sixteen, you chose um, sixth form. What was your projection for yourself? Did you think, all right, I want to be a famous filmmaker, or I want to work in this? avenue or was there anything that you were um practically working toward not not hopefully um, but practically these yeah. are the steps i have to take to do this thing so this is what i'm doing yeah um yeah well i think also the aim was to um get into university and i think kind of i hadn't a lot of time i hadn't like really clicked like with figuring out how i want to do certain things but i think um so filmmaking i kind of realized okay, maybe this is something, because also done, like, I, I think it was, like, establishing what I want to do, because for a long time I thought, well, maybe I want to go into football coaching, because that's, that's what my brother, like, had been aiming for. Um, but I, I, so I kind of decided to move away from playing football, and I thought, well, I wasn't very good at it, so how can I mm. coach someone? Um, but, yeah, still doing filmmaking, I kind of thought, hmm, maybe I can do more of this. And so, like, I tried doing, like, a couple of music videos, um, and yeah, I guess that was the way trying to develop a portfolio of skills um, to try and show off to people. Um, yeah, that's, okay. I'm not sure. But the main thing was you just wanted to get into uni. What did yeah. you? What What were you hoping to get done at university? What was the goal um, there at university? Can't. I'd say other than just like you know succeed like I guess well no I guess like you know sort of start afresh develop new skills meet new people um just yeah find my way in life and finally develop because like at university you don't have like the same issues necessarily that you have in school like you know people have decided to be there hmm. um, right yeah um, okay so it was it was literally just to get to university to live that university experience. It wasn't like, okay, so I'm doing this to get to university and university is going to be the stepping stone to this. It was literally like, I just want to be on that step. Because kind of a hybrid of both, if you like. Okay. Um, Cause yeah. Um, but yeah, sort of just trying to figure myself out as well. Like, and, and build myself. Okay. Um, all right. And then now let's talk about the lofty. What were, what were the hopes and dreams that you had? And I'm talking like these are the the, the ridiculous things that we think of when, when we're children. Like, oh, I want to do this amazing, incredible thing. There's no real, like in your mind, there's no real path to that, but it's a desire. What were, what were the hopes and dreams that you had? Um, I remember age? sort of like um, coming up with like some film ideas um, like, that I wanted to like, 
it's weird. One of them I actually started writing as a novel, and then I kind of thought I could release that, then adapt it myself. Oh yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I've always had these film ideas kicking about, and every now and then you will add stuff to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I guess I kind of like fantasized what that movie would be like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sort of had fantasies about myself as like a director, also like cameoing in, in my own films and stuff. But yeah, just like creating great movies, what it would be like. Yeah. Okay. What is, what's the, the one film that you would love? Like somebody came up to you and like, hey, I like your style. Here's $250 million. Make me a movie. What's, what's the film that you really um, want to make? Well, the- it, it probably is that idea I, I did mention. Um, basically, it was kind of... I was writing a like the ultimate gangster film because those were... as Obviously, like I mentioned The Godfather, but there were loads of gangster films that influenced me. Like There was that Scarface, The Untouchables, mm-hmm. um, trying to think what it was, Goodfellas, um, Taxi Driver, things like that. Um, like really influenced me and I was trying to make like sort of the ultimate one of them, I guess a bit like the Irishman. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, so I'd sort of like started writing that and like that was the one I really wanted to do. Okay. Um, Cause it was, it was basically to, to run the story like quickly. It's basically about this um, boy from Brazil whose dad is um, like, you know, sort of Al Capone, El Chapo, mm-hmm. Pablo Escobar type. Um, but he has to flee to England to avoid prosecution, and he and like he joins a crime family in England, and it's about the boy sort of growing up and like turning from an innocent child into a gangster, and then how he like becomes a top criminal as an adult. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was kind of the story, and like it's not it's not something I've entirely given up on. Like I still have the document with me. Nice. Um, but like, I haven't done anything on it for years. Okay. So I have other film ideas. So if somebody came at you and they're like, yo, I I believe in you make, let's, let's make a movie. I'm going to, I'm going to fund it. You're like, let's go to Brazil and start filming today. (laughs) I'm into that. Uh, did you, when you think back on your, on your childhood did you do you find uh any measure of quirkiness did you do any like particularly peculiar things that you know people thought were peculiar but like made sense to you this this is the way that i do things any quirks so it's a very good question and like let's say yes but then i can't like think of any of the things i do if that makes sense it's difficult to like no i definitely like it's a bit of a weird thing to say about yourself, but like, yeah, I, I definitely like always have been, and like people have kind of described me as that because, like, you know, like I've got this like weird hair, and like, but the sort of back then I didn't have it, but I guess maybe, maybe it was things like that back then I was a bit scared to like express myself with because, like, I've always been very creative, I think that's something mm-hmm. we've always agreed with me, but like, sort of maybe back then, like those quirks I couldn't unlock, so like. Something I've done, like, literally over the last two weeks of us is I've started a YouTube channel where I'm doing video essays on, um, like, football history. Oh. So it's, like, so like sort of, like, some, some are, like, obscure things, but it would be, like, you know, like, the equivalent of, like, say, a story about, 
like the life and times of Jackie Robinson or something like that. Like, okay. you see what I mean? Just like fo- football heroes that maybe people don't know stuff about. But I know if I'd done that back in sixth form, I'd have got ridiculed for it. I know if I had this hair back in sixth form, I'd have got ridiculed for it. And mm. it shouldn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what people think, but if you're just going to get like, you yeah, know, the flack gonna... for it every single day, it's yeah. just, it's honestly just easier to not. Yeah. <laughs> It can be taxing to just constantly yeah. be catching guff. I got you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because kind you. of the whole um, the whole aspect of like this six one versus college thing is like later on, my younger brother and sister went to um, college instead of going to six one, and they they like had a really good time. Like they they met all these friends and like yeah. um, just enjoyed themselves so much. Like they they were so exhausted, but they were exhausted like doing the like doing the right thing like they, they you could just tell they're having so much fun like hmm. there and meeting all these people and stuff um and like i kind of think could i if i'd done that could i've unlocked myself earlier ah. so that's yeah that's what you. this boils down to i got you okay uh what's the name of that friend that you that you had uh from day one that you still talk to the one that you went through six form with that's Ewan. Ewan. Yeah, and the the one that um, joins at sixth form that I met because of him was uh, is called Tom, and Tom. I'm still. And, oh, actually, um, yeah. In terms of in terms of the music thing, I, um, I there was another thing I forgot to mention because I I said like there was the five that uh-huh. we went. There's this um, music festival called um, Two Thousand Trees that's like um, in this hosted in the county with basically counties are like our equivalent of states. Okay. Um, and like, yeah, it was sort of um, around the corner from us. Uh, and basically me and my friends had seen Frank Turner perform there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the year the, just before we started six form. And then the next year we were going to all go again. It was basically everyone from six form was going mm-hmm. and we were all pumped to see the lineup. And then a band called uh Fright and rabbit were announced. And, I kind of, I wasn't, I didn't know who they were, but then I sort of got into them, clicked with them, and I became obsessed with all their music, and you know, still, still listen to them today. Mm-hmm. So that was like a big journey, sort of like discovering them and clicking with them. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, what's your favorite song of theirs? Uh, holy. Holy. Yeah. Cool. Um, but it's kind, of, yeah. There was kind of a bunch of. Like people from these bands I connected with because there was also Frank Turner, um, the singer from Front Rabbit, who sadly um, passed away uh, three years ago. Like he took his own life. That, oh, um, like, there was also um, the, from the Manic Street Preachers. There's um, Richie Edwards, who was a guitarist who was a bit. Um, I'm trying to think of someone to compare him to. Uh, slightly Kurt Cobain, but also. Um, uh, I don't. I don't want to compare him to Marilyn Manson, but I guess there are like maybe elements, but okay. not not the recent Marilyn Manson stuff yeah. at all. He wasn't anything like that. But just <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, he he went um, missing in 1995, and no one knows what happened to him. So he's quite. Um, but there was there was him, um, and there was also Ian Curtis from Joy Division, who um, is quite 
like quite famous but like they were people i became completely fascinated by and kind of would idolize study them like yeah they hmm. kind of i guess they they were kind of my equivalents of what um dennis rodman scotty pippen and michael jordan would be to people of chicago yeah. like, if you like sure okay. you can tell i've watched the last dance <laughs> yeah how did you like it oh it's amazing because i i don't um I didn't know too much about basketball before, but then after I watched that, I, I asked for a Michael Jordan jersey for Christmas. Nice. And he took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Music was a really important part of your formative years. Yeah. Uh, I think we have enough to create a fun little story. Usually, like, if I'm writing stories about uh, people when they're kids, they tend to be like lighthearted and stuff. So I think this will be fun. I got, I'm getting like real flight of the navigator vibes. Uh, awesome. All right. So I think at this point of the show, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I will read the story that I will have written for Finley. It'll be called Other Finley. And then we'll talk about it. Stick around. Welcome back. I hope you enjoy that little musical break. Again, today my guest 
is Finley Stanley. And if you'd like to follow him on the social medias, you can start at his website. That is finleystanleymedia.co.uk. And that's Finley, F-I-N-L-A-Y, Stanley Media. .co.uk. You can follow him on uh, Instagram as well, Finley Stanley Media, and you can buy some of his prints on Etsy, again, at Finley Stanley Media. If you are a football fan for the rest of America, uh, soccer, uh, but for the rest of the world, football, if you are a football fan, uh, follow him on YouTube. Watch some of his videos. It's AFC Finners. Just throw that into the search bar and you'll find him. Uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel, please, Finley. Um yeah, so I'm doing like um, videos on like some sort of like obscure parts of footballing history. Um, <clears throat> like it's just I, I've always been big on that, so I'm kind of finding all these like unique stories and um, like just telling them to people. So it's like you know, like for for context, it might be like the equivalent of you know if you knew about someone like Lou Gehrig, mm-hmm. um, but not a lot of people know it. It's like you're retelling that story to people mm. who don't know it. so the legend passes on i'm doing that about a lot of football stories i know about that might be a bit obscure maybe don't get the recognition they deserve nice right on yeah so if you are a football fan or if you like history uh give that one a go um also uh your etsy store is pretty cool i've scrolled through some of your um your postings uh tell us a little Nothing. bit about that please um yeah it's just like when we sort of locked down over here i I went out on like walks a lot because we could do things like that. I did a couple of days out when it opened up a bit more and I just, I just got all these photos and thought I can share it with the world. And I initially set up as a stock photo store, but I thought I can cut middleman and just sell must prints. And I think, you know, I'm really pleased with what I've achieved. I think I've got a lot of variety and I think it's a great thing for people to check out if they want to decorate their home. I've got like, a wide variety available of like you know landmarks sunsets landscapes mm-hmm. and i think yeah if, if you want something to decorate your home definitely check it out it'd be supporting a small business and hopefully it can be what you're looking for right on again finley stanley media on etsy instagram.co.uk is his website <clears throat> is the website all right but for right now the air is damp There's not been rain for a full week, but the air is thick with moisture. It feels heavy. Other Finley drops to a knee to tie his shoes, right first, then left. He blows warmth into his hands as he waits for the sun to climb just a little higher. The blinding reflection off the top floor windows of the Warden Hill buildings are distracting. The light is also prettiest on these Sunday mornings during the last weeks of summer before school is up again. As the rooftops become heated, the waves of warmth dance. Other Finley always fancied them as unruly wisps of hair caught in a breeze. Over the front wheel of his bicycle, a large basket is fashioned, meant to hold all the newspapers on his route. Larger than the ninja stars in his daydreams, Other Finley adds sound effects to each toss as he frisbees them from tucked into his torso onto the front steps of each home along Farmfield Road toward A46. Okay, Other Finners. You have two papers left. He begins his routine pep talk before riding by Cheltenham Burnside School on his way back home. You're going to fling them? Yeah? Proper this time. They're going to land standing upright and leaning against the front door. You're going to hit that door, and just so. It's going to be like a knock, knock, knock. Early morning raps. And when they check, no one will be there. I'll be gone. I'll be riding off into the sunrise, because it's morning. Anyone that looks out their door 
To see who is there will be disappointed. Instead, they will just see me riding away. It'll be like one of those dolly zoom moves going backward but zooming in so they get that weird effect that looks like standing still, but the aspect seems strange. It'll be a perfect send-off. Hashtag think Scarface. Ooh, or Goodfellas. Satisfied, he reaches into his basket and retrieves the penultimate Sunday morning paper. He pushes his bike pedals gently, intentionally creating a form of slow motion to add drama to his attempt at a cool send-off. He flings the paper with ease, and it lands just short of the door along the path from the street to the house. Bah! Only one shot left. You better get this right, buddy, he states firmly, encouraging himself. He cautiously approaches Chelmsford Ave and Farmfield Road. That's the final house on this road, number, uh, route, number 47. The one with the red door is the last stop on my route, recounts Other Finley. It is befitting. So many important films had a red door. Ghostbusters. Those Narnia films, the one from Monsters, Inc., even though that was a little, a little bit more pink. Maybe this one will be a hook shot. Yeah, let's go. He takes the paper and turns the corner on Chelmsford Ave and flings the paper up and over his head artfully. He does not hear a knock, but he does hear someone yelp fearfully, startled at the sudden appearance of a newspaper. They never saw him riding, their view blocked by the high shrubs along the edge of the property. Other Finley rides home, happy with his efforts. He passes in front of Cheltenham Burnside and pauses to imagine life in sixth form. He pictures the classes he would take and the friends he would make. No use dwelling on things that aren't, things that never were. College was the right choice, I'm sure of it, Other Finley admonishes himself. The mini pep talk, the mini pep talks grew in frequency as of late. He could tell if his anxiety level was rising if he was pausing to encourage himself to keep going. They worked every time. Several weeks later, Other Finley shouts a frustrated Miss G. Young man, I have told you time and again you cannot walk through the halls of this school with that camera on your hip that way. Oh, Miss G, don't worry. It's just the camera. Besides, how am I going to live the life of a gangster if I don't represent? Everyone knows full well it's just on my hip, so I have easy access to record everything happening around me. Other Finley retrieves a small camcorder and points it menacingly out the window, tilted to the side. Continuing, there are some parallels, right? You shoot with both, but let's be honest. I wouldn't have the slightest idea what to do with a Rudy Tootie. Miss G, biting her tongue, pleads, Will you hurry on to class, please? Oh, don't worry, Miss G. I'm, I'm not just out in the hallways for no reason. For my end-of-year project in my film class, I got permission to make a short film, a football movie. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spend this period out on the pitch, getting close-ups of the grass waving. It's for the final shot. The grass is going to be waving goodbye to our hero. They'll be just as sad to see him go as as he will be to go. I can't wait to show you. Daggers shoot from her eyes and pierce Other Finley's soul. Just get on with it, will you? And put the camera in the bag or something. <sighs> yes, Miss G, he relents. He retrieves from the oversized bag on his back a small leather pouch shaped like a camera. He unzips it and places the camera therein before heading out to the football pitch to watch the grass dance in the breeze. After hours of filming individual blades of grass, he points the camera up at the night sky. He watches the clouds slowly roll in and pass quietly, briefly covering the flittering lights millions of miles away. His father and brother meet him at the center of the field with some sleeping bags for when it is time to call it a day and chairs to sit in the meantime. The three of them pass the hours with some dribbling and passing before settling in with a starlight game of cards. Thanks for meeting me out here, guys. I, th I think this is going to be the perfect finish to my movie, Other Finley says, feeling himself getting emotional. I don't, I don't know why I would be getting emotional about that. I'm just really happy. Well, 
I'm glad you're happy, son. And this was a great idea. I'm surprised the school signed off on us camping out here in the middle of the pitch. That's the biggest shocker for me. Other Finley's dad smiles genuinely at his sons briefly. He leans back in his chair, clasping his hands on his belly and gazing up into the stars. I think they said it was okay because you said you would stay out here with me. I think I would have, I would have been fine doing it alone, but I'm grateful you two came. Well, I'm, gra- I'm grateful for you, Dad. He points at his older brother, Jake. You could have stayed home. In fact, get out of here. Jake perks up. Oh, that wasn't bad. You sounded almost like one of those American Mafia guys. Quoting the Godfather, he continues. Oh, the Finley. Hey, hey. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Ha, not bad, Jake. Not bad. The school year comes to a close. Beads of sweat roll down other Finley's brow, mingling with his curly hair. He nervously picks at his fingernails. He begins counting the tiles on the floor from left to right. When he's counted all 27 of the tiles he can see, he names them. He begins with Tony. Four letters in his name, four tiles. And there's Joe, three tiles. Okay, that's 20 more letters. It's four names with five letters, he whispers to himself, chewing on the acid reflux resting on his tongue after nervously hiccuping. The lights are out and the shades are drawn in the full classroom. All the students watch intently as his final project plays on the TV at the front of the room. It follows a young man discovering his love for football. They watch as he lovingly cares for his shoes before and after every match. The students are wrapped in awe as the clever use of slow motion showcases the muscle fibers in his arms, fluttering as he irons and then folds his uniform. The boy on screen even has a moment on the edge of the field and runs his hands along the tops of the blades of grass reaching for the heavens. The camera shows the grass gleefully dancing as he walks out, walks off onto the center of the pitch. One of them falls, and the camera follows the grass, pointing to the expanse of the sky above, leading into the time-lapse he filmed with his dad and brother. He altered the sounds of their banter and created a grumbling amongst the flora. His heart beats in his chest painfully. His breath is short. His clothes are soaked. He anxiously awaits a response from his classmates as the film comes to an end and the teacher flicks the light on. Other Finley stops his breathing and looks out onto the class. The end. So do you mean the story or my film? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story, yeah. Okay. The story is over. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, because, like, um, for, for the record, <laughs> that would be a, a fussy. We don't, over in England, we don't throw newspapers at houses like they do. We. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure how it happened, so I was like, this is what I know, so this is how it'll be. <laughs> no, we, we, we politely go to the letterboxes and post them. With the <laughs> ah, okay. That's a much better, much better way of doing it than we do. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's interesting because, like, um, <clears throat> I kind of, yeah, when, when we were doing, like, these films, I always, like, wish we could have done something more, like, um, ambitious. But, like, we ended up just, like, the people I was working with always made it difficult. And, like, yeah, you just <laughs> you just end up having arguments that would have been, yeah, no, it would have been fun to do, like, a like footballing film in some form. And I hope we'll do one in the future, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine because um, like the way that you were describing college and how it prepares you for university, I just imagine that they let you do so much more or get away with, you know, yeah. so much more. It's yeah, because at, at university they they tend to some people are a bit ooh, but you know, there's like the horizons are much broader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. It's like the, the sort of, the films I made at um, 
like six form level like turn out so bad that <laughs> they can, they can't they almost well the most has a cult following so yeah <laughs> so it's sort of that I, I like that you left on that twist that sort of moment where I'm awaiting approval because mm -hmm. like yeah an <laughs> <laughs> right. alternate universe where I got cult following for the right reasons yeah <laughs> yeah yeah also uh I didn't realize your your YouTube channel was about um football which i think to be fun uh, i just happened yeah. to choose football because we were talking about you had mentioned how you thought you might uh end up being a like a coach yeah a football well, it's, coach. it's like the the um i have like a finley stanley media channel as well but like there's that uh, there's like i don't i don't have much on that at the moment um but yeah it's like um yeah like it, it was like something i had considered but i just sort of thought you know i never got no of playing this i think Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't like. I don't want this to like become like everything. Like I want to make sure I still have a life outside of football. So like, right. yeah. So I think I'm like, doing it as a channel balances out. Um, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Right on. Right on. I just. Uh, I really enjoyed that little. That little tidbit because it's like, oh, what a what a guess. <laughs> what, <laughs> that that's what the movie would be on, you know, because of your channel. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah so do you do you recognize uh that street like that the, intersecting chelmsford and farmfield yeah yeah no I, I sort of like i like the thing is i know places by how they look rather than um gotcha like the, by names but no I, I do like have a sort of i know those names yeah. sort of, if i turn up like, oh it's that one with the uh with the pub on it Gotcha. For, for the record, it's Bourneside, not Burnside. Dang but... it! I did it again. <laughs> but it's like you've you've probably avoided getting sued for copyright by them, so <laughs> <laughs> well, it works out. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, I I should have just put it in um in a Google. I need to start doing that. Just putting names and stuff in a like a Google. Like, how do you pronounce this? And just let it say it back to me. Well, all the time Google gets it wrong as well. I do that. Do they? Yeah. Great. That w that would be even worse. I'd be so confident, like I can say this, and I would just be wrong. <laughs> so if you if you go from house to house and you put it in the post, uh, how do you carry it? Do you have it on a bag or on your shoulder? Did you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the bag. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I think here in the States, people don't like the idea of people coming up to their house, right? And a lot of our, especially in the city. So speaking from a, like a city or urban standpoint, our mailboxes are often on the wall right next to the front door, like behind the, the gate, up the fence, and that's where it is, right? Hmm. So most people don't like people walking up the steps and putting stuff in the mailbox unless it's like the actual postman. Yeah, so. it, 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 no, it's strange because I thought like you'll see very some place place that like Americans are more like okay with the homes because like, I went to um because my cousins live in Gladstone in New Jersey, and like they all said to each other like, oh if you need anything you can just get something from our fridge or oh we're going away for a few days you can use our swimming pool and I was just like what the what is this? It's kind of so bizarre because it's like if someone came into my house whilst I was away I'd knock their head off like yeah. <laughs> It's so bizarre to me. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, 
I guess that, I guess that makes sense. Uh, for me, unless I had like an animal that, you know, somebody was going to come and either watch my dog or feed my cat or, you know, yeah. take the sheet off the, the bird cage so the bird can see outside of that. I don't think I want anybody having access to where I live either. I mean, yeah, maybe I if maybe if I had a pool, I might tell like my family, my close family, like, hey, uh, you can go swim in the pool. Just just please don't die. Don't don't die while I'm gone, you know, on my property. That would be awful. <laughs> but yeah, I got gotcha. you. But th- the idea of eat out of the fridge, um, like so if you're visiting and they are there and if they say, hey, if you're hungry, you can grab something from the fridge. Uh, is that. Is that something that you would do at your friend's house? Like any of your friends, like your close friends, if they invite you over and they're like, "Hey, if you're hungry, go ahead and grab something," are you um, are you it, someone that would? No, I'm, I'm too I'm too polite. Even if they gave me permission, I would still ask for permission before doing so. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> very very British in that regard. I'm just too polite and scared of upsetting <laughs> anyone. Okay, what what would you what would your reaction be if one of your friends just like? dove into your if i cupboard. told them they if i told them they could then fair enough but then like yeah if they saw just rummage for it, i'd be a bit like <laughs> but again I, i'm so reserved that i probably would just more lair at them than actually say anything <laughs> <laughs> again the, Brit- the british way <laughs> stare at them menacingly <sighs> exactly <laughs> so uh was there was there any other part of the story where you could where you could see yourself? I just I like imagined what the interaction between you and your dad and brother would be. I mean, you mentioned how they kind of opened you up to creativity by bringing you out to concerts and stuff. Yeah. So, what? It, it, it's strange because like sort of other brother like um, didn't like really watch movies so much for quite a long time, but in sort of the last couple of years, he's kind of caught up on a lot of the ones I saw. Like he watched mm. things like Goodfellas and Blade Runner last year. Oh, and it wow. was kind of like, there you see, you see what I was on about. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. That was pretty damn good. Gotcha. It's okay. it's kind of you can't go through stages of movies. Sometimes it's just too big a commitment. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah. So it's kind of suddenly everything I was referencing made sense. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Oh man, I that's my whole life. Like, I I love love movies. I've I, I feel like I spend way too much time watching movies. Um, if you're enjoying so, it, you're not wasting it. Yeah, but I, like I I consider it research as as an yeah. actor. I consider all of that research. Well, um, I didn't know you acted. Yeah, and so I I'll like in conversation we'll just reference some obscure movie, you know, or some shot or some something, and most people are like, what? Like, no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, that's me as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, it's a bit like this scene. Have you seen this movie? No. no. Ah, you won't know what I'm on about then. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, dang. How do I, how do I fix this so you understand? Yeah. So, what's your, what's your favorite movie to reference that nobody has seen? Have you seen Snatch? Yeah. Yeah, like well, no, a lot of people have seen it, but most people I know haven't. Oh, really? And I, yeah, and I like quote quoting that, and then people are just like, "What the hell are you on about?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you do you quote Brad Pitt's role? 
Well, well, I would if I knew what he was saying. (laughs) I suppose if you just put on an Irish accent, it could be anything he's saying because you just don't know. (laughs) Right. I think I just I love that that's that's him like in earnest trying to say things with an Irish accent. It's It's pretty accurate. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't supposed to be all muffled and (laughs) weird, which is great. Which is, I think that's just like one of those just things that a- happen accidentally in filmmaking where, you know, you're not really trying for that, but that's what happens and it's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. Which is, is great because have you seen Inglorious Bastards? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, the Aridurci. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was supposed to play um, Christoph Waltz's role. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what he was originally brought into to play. And he's like, are you guys crazy? I can't I can't speak these languages. I can't even pretend to speak these languages. No, I'm not. No, you need to find someone else. Which I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, even, that's even funnier now, the bit where he's pretending to be Italian. So. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of what it would have been like. The whole film. <laughs> Oh man, I think the some of the movies that I quote the most, I say price check on prune juice a lot. Um, that's from oh. Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, oh, uh, early '90s. Robin Williams, uh, his I want to say that's his his first animated voice work before being the genie in Aladdin, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, um, and then I quote American Tale a lot. A Don Bluth film from the eighties about a mouse. Uh, Don't know that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's about a family, um, Russian Jews, leaving Russia for America, but they're mice, right? And they're they're leaving, uh, and like there's this this song that is you know pretty prevalent. Uh, there are no cats in America. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. So I'll just I'll quote that or sing that or whatever. I quote that movie all the time. <laughs> so um, we know that uh, Godfather, Goodfellas, those gangster type films are some of your favorites. What are hit me with a few more of your absolute favorite films? These are films that well, you're like, oh, you get. Anytime you talk to people that don't watch movies much, you're like, oh, you need to see these three or four. Blade Runner is the favorite. Blade Runner. Um, okay. There's also. Um, it's also Legends. I don't know. Not um, not the Tom Cruise film. It's okay. Um, it's Tom it's Hardy? got Tom Hardy. In. Yeah. Oh, do you know about? It? Yeah. Where he plays uh, the twins. The Cray twins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. That I remember seeing that in the cinema. So that was amazing. That's um, Ex Machina. If you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, um, Oscar Isaac, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, Donald Gleeson. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it just um, Blade Runner. I think um, I sort of heard people talk about it. it's kind of it because it's massive but also obscure at the mm-hmm. same time. It's a bit like basically like, I saw sort of things, but I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. And it's kind of thought, yeah, that's pretty damn good. But then, sort of as time goes, it's all you think more and more about how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. Then, like I watched it like a couple more times, and like, I remember getting really like emotional at the tears and rain scene. Yeah, um, but then like I remember there was a cinema around the corner from us that was showing it and I was like, Oh my God, I'm seeing Blade Runner in the cinema. Like this is perfect. <laughs> right. Actually, you see, 
see up there there's a lady on a poster my my nice. friend got me this. that's great yeah. but yeah like it's just kind of it's hard to explain why that film it means so much to me but it's just the feelings i get when i watch it i just don't get doing anything else huh. like i loved um I, I i loved um 2049 as well but it kind of again they're both kind of slow burn it takes mm. time to appreciate them gotcha it like i saw it twice when it came out in the cinema oh wow like, it does it does take time to grow on you but yeah yeah it's brilliant yeah yeah, I thought it was uh I thought it was really pretty. I thought it was much prettier than I than I was anticipating. Well, you got love Denis Villeneuve, or if yeah. you say his name. Yeah. Oh shit, oh, oh, Arrival. That's another one of his. That I oh really yeah, that's like. another Oscar Isaac film. Um no, he's he's not in that one, is he? Isn't he? No, I don't think so. What am I thinking of? That that's the one with uh, Amy Adams, right? Where she's yeah. like communicating with the aliens. He's not in that. Oh no, he's in the other one where they're Who's who's the female lead in that? Where there, there's like this anomaly, and then a few of them are going into the no- maybe Natalie Portman, I don't, whatever. Uh, but Amy Adams. Oh, Annihilation. Annihilation. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that, uh, yeah that's. Uh, oh, what's his name? Andrew Garfield, I think his name is. Who he directed Ex Machina as well. Gotcha. Okay. But he did, he did a series called Devs recently. Mm. Um, which is absolutely amazing. Like not many people are talking about it, but it's got um, I can't I can't remember. It's the guy who plays Ron Swanson, isn't it? Oh, um, um but he's like you. You're used to him being very comedic, but he's he's really serious, but he's amazing in it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I watched that last summer, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Nice. Oh no, no, it's not Andrew Garfield. He's the guy who plays Spider Man. Yeah, I'm I was like, like, wow, good for him. I didn't realize he was a director. Hang on, I got to look it up. Now. <laughs> Yeah, I love Arrival. Alex Garland, that's one man. Alex Garland. Gotcha. Alex Garland. Garland. Yeah. No relation. Yeah, I I really loved Arrival. I thought it was super fun. I thought it was interesting. I liked the the premise. I liked the reveal. I love. I'm I'm a fan of Amy Adams. So yeah, she's she's yeah. So it was it was good. It was it was high quality filmmaking. I think as a as a fan of filmmaking. Do you submit yourself to terrible films? And I think we talked a little bit about this where uh, you don't like to turn off films. Yeah. Right? Do you intentionally watch movies that you know are going to be bad? Um, very occasionally. It's it's kind of... If you're referring to like sort of so bad, it's good movies. Like, N- not, even, tend to, not even but, so bad they're good movies. Just like I, like I know for me every now and again, I was like, oh, I know this movie's going to be terrible. Whatever. Let's just watch it. If it's kind of if it's kind of self aware like the Holy Grail, like mm-hmm. I think that's all right because you know one of the reasons it's so funny is because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it like no, if it if it takes itself too seriously and is still terrible, I get I just get insulted by it. Yeah. I remember like I went to like there was um, a film called Live by Night. I don't know if you've seen that. It was. Basically, Ben Affleck wrote, starred, and directed in it. Yeah. That I saw. It, oh, film about prohibition. Prohibition's really interesting. Gangsters. Yeah. It, oh, it's one of the most boring experiences I've ever witnessed. Yeah. And I've... like, I just, I, I just left the cinema. Like, I just wasted my money. Like, what have I done? <laughs> that was like about 2016, 17, gotcha. I think. Yeah. It was all 2016. Yeah, it, 
basically he got really annoyed because every time he spoke about it, people just asked him about Batman. Yeah. Appropriate. I mean, I would rather talk about the accountant than live by night. I've not I've not seen the accountant. Oh really? Yeah. So Ben Affleck is he is a large man. He's like a big, big dude. He's wide, he's tall, he's a big, imposing dude, has a villain's chin, as referenced by um, Gone Girl, which is hilarious, because he really does have that villain's chin. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a big dude. So, watching him play this, like, kind of sheepish, you know, stay-to-himself sort of fixer, quote-unquote, uh, was... Very interesting. Very interesting. But, I mean, otherwise, like, it's a pretty enjoyable film. As much as I, like, want to hate Ben Affleck, um, I actually kind of enjoy a lot of the films he's in. I mean, yeah, no, I thought he was going Gone Girl. I haven't, I haven't seen, like, his, the ones he's directed yet. Like, I've heard, like, is it Argo and The Town, apparently good films, but like, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen Argo. I get really tired of period pieces that have to do with... Um, like hostage situations that like happened in history. I'm just, I, I have a hard time being entertained by like real people's terror. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I haven't watched Argo, but uh, the town is really good. It's, it's really good. Um, Jeremy Renner is in that one as well, uh, which is fun. I think he's a brilliant actor, even though he, yeah, he, he can be a problematic human being. Um, He's he's a brilliant actor, super fun to watch on screen. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. And like I thought, Ben Affleck was fine as Batman. And Uh, I love I love the outrage. You know, like oh, he's Batman! How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Those like okay to be fair, but I think I just hated Batman versus Superman so much it was irrelevant. I I agree. I agree. I thought that was really stupid. The the whole I'm going to spoil this. If you guys haven't seen this movie, don't watch it uh anyway, be because it's not very good, but good advice. Like the whole like the crux of their like I hate when problems are solved with just re- like really stupid stupid things. Like, are you on about the Martha? Thing? Yeah, help Martha. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's so it's, it's like what what annoys me is it was so close to actually working. Yeah. Because all they needed to do was make it out that, like, oh my god, this guy's trying to save his mother. I wasn't able to do that. Mm-hmm. He's he's a human just like me. That's a really good way of getting him to understand him. Mm-hmm. They just like, and I thought that would have actually really worked. If I think if he just said, like, help me save my mother, I think mm-hmm. that would have worked. But they just executed it so poorly. Yeah, it was the so- actual idea itself, I did actually think was really good, but. His mum has the same name as mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did you say? How did you know my mother's? It's like, oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. I hate it. I hate it. So that's that's. I yeah. It's it's not a very good film. Um, no, it isn't. <laughs> uh, right on. Right on. Cool. Well, I think. I think this is a good place then. To bring it to a close, we had a good conversation, I think, about all of this, and it was it was uh, it was fun uh, getting to chat with you, getting to know you, and kind of exploring uh, that area. I was 
I don't know why I don't regularly ask people what neighborhood they grew up in. Um, because like looking at a map of the, the town, I'm like, Oh, where do I pick? So I'm, I'm glad I was able to pick some streets that you were at least able to find in your, in your mind, yeah. which, which feels pretty good. So yeah, it was, it was fun. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that we got to chat. Thank you for being a part of this. Oh, thanks for having me on this. It's good fun. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Everybody again, Finley Stanley media, dot co dot uk finley stanley media on instagram on etsy and afc finners oh which is another thing i call i gave you your i had you give yourself the nickname finners in the story which i thought was hilarious that your your youtube channel is a amc finners (laughs) it's kind of yeah it's called the nickname that i've never it's never really caught on oh really (laughs) like yeah that's like the, the only person who referred to me as it was my was my old boss. Oh, it was really? Just a bit random. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Gotcha. Okay. So, did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, people just called me Finn. Finn. Like, no, I didn't like being called Finn, but then Star Wars came out, and I was like, okay, I, I want to be called Finn. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Ah, oh, Finley Stanley, everybody. Thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure. Yeah. All right. So come back next week for another episode of Other You. Follow us on Twitter and Other You Podcast. But for Finley, I'm D. For Finners, I am D. And we out. Bye.